Welcome to Inside Surgery, a podcast from the European Association for Endoscopic Surgery. Welcome back to Insight Surgery. I'm joined by Anna Sanamboza, who is the um, lead of the Task Force for Younger Surgeons. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, welcome to the podcast. Do you mind introducing yourself and just telling us uh, where you work, where you are in your career and uh, your role? Well, I'm Anna Sanamboza. I'm a Spanish surgeon. I work at a, one of the biggest hospitals in, in the south of Spain, in Sevilla. It's called uh, Virgen del Rocío University Hospital. Uh, I was trained uh, there as a resident and I stayed working as a consultant. Uh, I've been a consultant for four years now and I'm specializing in upper GI and bariatric surgery. Perfect, thank you. Can you tell me your role at the EAES and why you're so passionate about younger surgeons joining this organization? Well, I think that the young surgeons and trainees have a lot of difficulties accessing the, the training tra- training programs and uh, training opportunities and to develop their career. And, you know, you have a huge gap between the your training uh, period to the expertise uh, uh, period. So I think we, we need to fill in this, this gap and to support the young, the young surgeons. Uh, at the beginning of our career, during our residency and during our first years of, the, of, the, of our surgical career, we don't really know how to start. We don't know, we don't have a surgical network to work, to work within. And I think that we have to help uh, our surgical uh, colleagues around Europe to, to to know other other surgeons around Europe, to find uh, training opportunities, to have access to research grant, to to all the, the the needs that they have. So our role will be that we want to support young uh, surgeons. We want to encourage them to participate in the society and also to act like like a link between the young surgeons within Europe and. The, the society, you know, with the expert members. So we talked a bit about um, uh, uh, young surgeons and building a network and how being involved in the EAS can do this. Also accessing things like research grants. So if they're interested in um, furthering their academic research or clinical research, this is a good place to come to, to do that. Um, what do you think the importance of network is, particularly getting voices from across Europe? Do you find that useful for early stage career? I I find it uh, really really useful. I mean, I specifically I I believe that I'm really lucky because I've been training a, in a great hospital and I have access to experts in surgeon and my mentors are nearby. But I'm aware that it's not the same for all the trainees around Europe. So many of my colleagues around Europe they don't really know who to contact or who to talk with to develop any idea or any project or to train. So the AAS, one of the AAS proposals is to, to help young surgeons in this, in this sense. So they, we want to uh, 
encourage um, surgeons, young surgeons to, to participate within the IAS and also to spread the word about all the activities that the IAS can, can do to help young surgeons. Perfect. So um, one of the things I picked up from the report was not only the breadth of work that EAS do, but actually there's a bit of a gender imbalance going on in this organisation. What's your feeling on that as a, as, a, as a young female surgeon? And what would you say to other young female surgeons who might be interested in joining this organisation? Well, there is a clear gender disbalance in medicine and in surgery in particular, especially in the the leaders of the organization, not only surgical organizations such as the EAS, but also within the hospitals. But there, there is, it's true that when you go to the to the surgical to the university, you see that there's a vast majority of female uh, medical students. So I think that we have to encourage our female colleagues to become leaders. We could do it for sure. And actually in the Young Members Task Force, we are six members and we are four, four female members. So I think it's a good representation of the, of the, of the gender of percentages now in surgery. The next generation of surgeons coming through, there's a more of a balance perhaps. Is that what you're saying? Actually, the next generation, I, I think the majority is a female majority. Yeah. So... Yeah. I think that the female gender is not well represented in the societies. When I see my residents, the, I mean, two, thir two thirds of the residents in my hospital are female. And I f think it's the same in, in other hospitals. Great. So just more broadly, um, at the kind of start of your consultant career, what areas are you most excited about? What technologies or what areas of research? What really inspires you in terms of the next five years? Well, I, I really love the innovation and I think it's well, one of the main values of the EAS. Uh, I really love to innovate and to, to implement new technologies in our surgical practice. And this will be one of the, of the things that I'm more, more, more interested in. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and uh, good luck with your uh, role bringing the next generation of surgeons through. Thank you so much. We at Olympus are glad to support this EAS initiative. Reach out to us to get more information on our innovative energy and imaging portfolio. We've just come from the research committee where I met Monica Ortenzi from Italy, who's going to talk a bit about the diversity within EAES, why she values coming to these congresses and the future in terms of broadening the membership base and the value that she takes back to Italy uh, from these meetings. So welcome, Monica. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Could you just tell us where you work and uh, how long you've been doing it and uh, why you come to the EAES meetings? Well, I work in Ancona and I am a consultant from three years right now and I'm working as an academic surgeon. I'm a junior lecturer for now. Maybe I'll be a professor someday. <laughs> and, uh, but I was very, very young when I joined uh, the AES because uh, I knew about the AES when I was uh, 23, actually, because uh, I was always interested in uh, surgery when I was uh, med, uh, med school, so I just joined the surgical department in my hospital and then I became a member of uh, a 
some sort of uh, Italian detachment of the AS that's called the Sicem in the society, it's the society of uh, Italian Society of Endoscopic Surgery, and uh, it's like uh, um, and it's aggregated to to the AS. And uh, the first time that I went to an AS Congress, I was 24. And uh, I sent an outlet, and I, I thought I, 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 I thought that was a, uh, it was an amazing experience for me because I was very young and I accepted this outlet, so it was very exciting. But it was uh, amazing to see and to to um, be in touch for the first time to such new technologies, uh, innovations, and it was very, very how do you say it? Um, inspiring. Yes, inspiring. And after that, I just kept going and going to every yes meeting from from the from 2012 onward actually. Okay, and which areas? Um, you said you had an academic specialty. Which areas are your research interests? Mainly colorectal, but uh, I am I'm a general surgeon. So in my hospital, we do almost everything, but. I specialized and I specialized mainly in colorectal and abdominal wall surgery as well, laparoscopic abdominal wall surgery as well. And maybe, luckily, I will be in Korea at the end of the year, the year to develop my knowledge on upper GI surgery. Fantastic. So it sounds like you've got lots of routes in front of you of uh, areas of interest. So in terms of you talked about technology, obviously, um, it's it's progressing at a very rapid pace at the moment. Which technology um, advancements interest you most? And what do you see being the trend at the moment in terms of surgery? Well, if I have to be honest, obviously, <laughs> we are seeing it. It's not the future now. It's the, just our present, the present that we are living in. It's uh, artificial intelligence. And I think that it will be the most uh, important technology that will be implemented in our OR uh, in the next future. How do you see that AI being implemented into surgery? Where do you see it coming fastest down the line? I'm aware of several projects that are going and that are being developed in several areas. So I think that uh, at the end of the year, we'll have, we will have uh, several projects, simil several similar projects in different areas. I personally am working on bariatric surgery and colorectal surgery, but I heard just today that someone else is, wor is working on upper GI surgery. So I think that for the end of this year, likely, we'll have uh, several areas that we will be, we will be that will be covered by uh, implementation of AI artificial intelligence uh, in uh, in surgery, in, I mean, uh, in uh, the actual, in, in the clinical practice. And specifically, do you see it in terms of uh, real-time feedback and kind of image tracking and that, that kind of thing, or more kind of meta-analysis and helping you look through data? You know, where, where do you see it actually practically um, impacting your surgery? I think in a video analysis, for sure, and it's the Actually, it's, 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 uh, we are seeing it, so it's not the future, it's, uh, it's already happening. And uh, the most interesting thing that will happen in the next future is uh, the real-time evaluation of the operation. Of the, it's, it's, uh, I think that it's a thing, <laughs> it's uh, the, the, what they are working now. Okay, um, so uh, another thing we were talking about on this podcast is kind of diversity, not only diversity of thought, but of, but of, of, of the membership really, um, and ensuring that there's more voices from, from around the network and, and, and the countries, but also of different ages and different genders. Um, reading the annual report, it's still highly skewed towards the male of the species. W what's your feeling on why that might be? And, and do you think it's changing? And have you got any advice? 
Okay, now I'm talking like uh, as not only a member of the EIS, but I'm also a member of the executive board and the youngest and the only female of the executive board of this Italian society that I told you before. And uh, I'm a representative of the young part of the, the society. And I'm very honored to recover to to, to have this uh, this position. And uh, but I told you I'm the only female in the executive board, and this speaks a lot. <laughs> this this says a lot. And uh, I think that uh, in the past decades, the, just uh, surgery was led mainly by men that were interested to uh, invest on men and females were just not regarded so well even because they are supposed they were suppo they are supposing the actual mentality to to have children to care about their family and not to care about so much about their career but i think it will change because uh, the the new generation are mainly female or at least in Italy, there are more female surgeons now, uh, resident surgeons, uh, than male. But still, I don't see that uh, um, that interest in invest and in um, in female. And maybe from our part, we are so. Um, uh, um, uh, used to see that uh, male, uh, males have uh, more than us, <laughs> that just yeah, um, we are just happy with, with what we got, but it's, it's, uh, um, uh, it's a wrong attitude from us because uh, we are great, we are, we are good, we are good, so we can be good surgeons, we can be, uh, be uh, good leaders as well, we can be, we can be involved in research, we are, and uh, we just need to to believe in it, I think. <laughs> That's great. And in terms of the um, membership, I believe it's about 17.5% um, women to 82.5% to, to men. <laughs> so, um, what, you know, what would you say to people thinking about um, joining the AES or how can, how can that gender balance be um, addressed? Maybe female just need to be inspired by females. <laughs> And uh, they don't have to be discouraged, and they, they have to. They, they, they don't have to think that they can't. Uh, they can't do this thing because, because and even even if they, they have children or they have uh, they, their own family, they can do both. And they just have to be to believe in themselves. Actually, that's what you said earlier. I think you said uh, having children is not a disease. Yeah, it's not a disease. Yeah, having children is not a disease. It's just the nature. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> Absolutely. And how will you take the um, ideas you've learned from, from, from this uh, visit in Malta back to uh, Italy? What, what, do, you, do you generally come back full of ideas and want to apply them to your own surgery? Or is it something which you marinate for a while? No, I just, when, I, when I go back, I just want to apply everything. <laughs> and it's, it's a problem, actually, because I don't, you, you can't. But uh, you, can, you can teach uh, your residents, actually, the, young, the, younger, the younger members of our uh, equipe. And they are very, very enthusiastic and learning new things. And they are very, very keen uh, in, uh, in learning too. Um, and I think that if you don't invest in the future, uh, you actually are doing your work not well. <laughs> You're doing the wrong work. <laughs> and of course, there's voices from all over Europe to learn from as well, because, you know, you ha everyone has their own national associations. But for me it seems that one of the one of the great benefits of network is that you can see there are similarities in in different parts of Europe and of course differences but but you can learn from different ways of doing things perhaps of course uh, the congresses are meant for this for networking and connecting and actually to, to, you can feel uh, like 
alone in your own country and uh, you're just feeling that you're maybe sometimes you feel that uh, the others are great and you're not uh, going doing enough but uh, networking and knowing new people it uh, this type of uh, events uh, you, you can just feel some similarity and uh, you can you can really connect with people that uh, otherwise you, you you won't meet in, in your own country and it's important well thank you so much for talking to us and uh, hopefully your voice on the podcast will inspire more women to uh, to, to, to follow your path hopefully <laughs> i hope so, so just be an es member <laughs> Thanks for joining Inside Surgery. Please visit our website at eaes.eu for a wealth of resources, information, events and research to support surgeons from across the region. Olympus, your preferred partner.